Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com, code SUPER24. Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 323 with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 323. So each week we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show, This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which also airs every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So our tools for review this week are two. Um... Obviously, you'll see the similarity between the context of both tools as we discuss through them. Both are relatively new. I've, I've only begun to use one of them, and that's the first one we'll speak about, and that is Topic Mojo. T-O-P-I-C-M-O-J-O dot com. Topic Mojo. Topic Mojo is a crazy cool tool. Uh, you know, as for those who know me, I'm on the shiny object train all the time of what's new and interesting and different and how are things progressively being done differently and changing and what softwares are being made available to do those things. Um, we've talked about many other tools before on the aggregation of data the discovery of content, how to research content. Uh, on our live show, we've been going through a progression of one hour, one topic discussions. And just recently, like last week, we were talking about um, SEO. Uh, this week, we talked about creating a comp set, digital comp set analysis, which we'll get into our news and show review discussion here in a little bit. Uh, prior to that, we were talking about how to create uh, dynamic budgeting, on and on and on. But the key element to all of that is research and data. Uh, we can, of course, have a daily dose of opinions. We do that every day with all the people we work with. We have perspectives. We have what we think is right versus the reality of what's right. We have the predications of what forecasts are versus the actualizations, on and on. But the continuity of all of this is data and the discovery of data. Why this preamble? Topic Mojo is an advancement of topics and tools that I've used before and discussed before, like a Wario and so forth. They have different purposes. A Wario is still a fantastic tool uh, for discovery of influencers and what is being generally said and done. This is an enhancement to it that is used to help generate very A-specific content research. Imagine if you could ask beyond just Google, but ask on all things in all places in all ways, content. How, how is it being asked about um, what to do when you're in XYZ City? 
Uh, you can get your Google results, so forth. You can certainly dive into what we've touched, discussed many times, keyword research, keyword clustering, content, listings, texting, indexings, and finders, and quantifiers, and rankings, and so forth. But uh, the discovery of that data, how it's being done on LinkedIn versus how it's being done on Etsy or TikTok or Pinterest or, or YouTube or Instagram or Amazon are all very different. And if you could be exposed to all that variety of content, you're talking Topic Mojo. Topic Mojo is an ability to aggregate tons of platforms, uh, QueryBot, uh, Reddit, Twitter, Pinterest, Google, on and on and on. There's multiplicities of platforms in which it'll pull down videos and forum discussions and tweets related and news items about it and groupings about it and all the other content in 215 countries, 14 native languages, um, it really is impressive as to how it aggregates all that together. Plus, it begins to show you trend analysis. How, based on what you're asking about, has it been researched? What are the trends in its demand? How often is it being? Which websites show up well for it? What is the average cost associated with placing for it? It gives a really cool variety of information pieces together that you can look at to determine if that's fertile ground to pursue or whether it's just general information to be aware of or whether it's a dry well of that's nice but not a lot enough there or not not enough to substantiate the effort that it would take to actually uh, garner it, the diminished value of return, so to speak. So topicmojo.com. Our second tool is similar in vain, and that is neural text. Now, and you've heard me say this many times, I'm a, not a person that likes throwing around the AI tool version name all a lot, where people use artificial intelligence to describe what basically is machine language, algorithmic, progressive logic strings. Uh, and I, I will also lend itself to this as well. Uh, there is an interpretive value that this platform uses that would be AI-esque in the sense that it's creative adaptation of data and, and its accumulation. Um, but it really is more about the creation of content towards the way it's discovered. And I know that sounds very vague in its term, but what you're doing is you need content, but you first need to discover what content is good content to work with. And this platform, Neuraltext, which is literally neuraltext.com, helps you not only discover and generate content, but then it will write the content in such a way for what you need it for to be most effective for SEO optimization, market presence, market statements, and so forth. For anybody that's had to develop ad campaigns and so forth, the character limitations as to how many characters per line for headlines, secondary headlines, content within the ad, so forth and so on, can sometimes get very, well, it is not sometimes, it is always time consuming to say what you want to say and then cultivate it down to the size that's allowed for the platform you're developing it for. Neurotext is really good about one, first helping you define the content that you need to use, the headlines and the structure of how the headline is to be phrased or the content in the ad needs to be phrased or in the statement or the purpose of the platform that you're using it for. But then it goes up in that point also to make sure that it optimizes it for the platforms that you're needing it. So it really truly saves a tremendous amount of time in creating your ad variations, your statements of content in those variations for the platforms you're doing. It allows you to write great content for things like your blog and analyzing your competitive sets, looking for keyword solutions, values, variations to the keywords, the misspells, the pluralities. It helps in the cultivation of content discovery 
And also, what I find to be more importantly, the content usage based on the platform that you're creating it for. So those are our two tools of the week, TopicMojo.com and NeuralText.com. Now, for this week's hospitality technique. So our technique of the week is, of course, related, as always, to our tools discovery, and that is taking the first step. What do I mean by this? If anything, I hear more often than not from people when I first start approaching the conversation with clients, future clients, potential clients, or those that I just keep a network with, is you know some people have writer's block, some people have where do I start or where do where, 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 what platform do I even begin on? Where where do I you know the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step? How many times have we heard that? So what is the first step? The first step is defining what it is that you are. Now, we've had very robust conversations in our live show last week about SEO optimization. How do you discover your value content? We talked about SWOT analysis, the development of SWOT analysis beyond the traditional usage of it that hotels have always had in their budgetary process, but also how to create, this week we will talk more about it, in the how to create a digital competitive set but that content of what you are the core of what you are and it's as acid bath down crucible based down as nap name address phone number the fundamental functions of what you are grow from that nascent cell then what is it that you're offering what is the product exactly that you are then you define it more into the terms of who wants your product where are they coming from what are they looking for you expand this flowering tree of logic in your discovery so what is the first step the first step is asimilar to what we used to just talk about with these tools. Discovering the content that is the most relevant in relationship to what you are is your first step. The second after that would be how do you relate that content that people are most interested in discovering it for, which goes the next forward next step. That's step one. That's step two. Step one of taking the first step is discovering what you are. And from that is literally with your first person experience with your product and your content and your business is to research what you think you are in the context of how it is discovered. Literally taking not necessarily the name of the company that you have or the name of your hotel you have, but looking at what you are offering. I am a hotel in this location or I am a restaurant in this location and looking for what that means. If I'm looking for the type of food that you have or the type of location that you're in as a hotel or the types of rooms that you have or the amount of cost to stay with you. These are first steps in discovering what you are in your most core authentic way. And authority is the key element to that. Your authority is what will be used by the search engine platforms, primarily Google, in placing you into the results that they provide to those that are trying to discover potentially what you have to offer and for that reason that is truly primarily if you can put it as a sticky note on your wall your first step what am i what is it that i exist for as to being what i am and from there i grow from it to the next questions of why people would want to use me how would they find me where are they coming from these are progressive steps of discovery using tools like topic mojo and neural text are means to finding out what is already in that mainstream 
of discussion. What is the content is already out in the world of what people are saying, using, or describing what they're looking for, and how is that related to what you want to provide as product and services? That is your first step. So taking a platform like Topic Mojo, for example, and saying I'm a hotel in XYZ location, and you know the parameters of your rates and your room types and what you're close to and what you're far from, what value proposition you offer based on the existence of why you're even there, who paid the money to build your building, so to speak. And then from that, you use Topic Mojo to say, well, what information is out there? Who's doing what? What is it that's being used? What content already exists out there that I can either associate myself with or mimic or improve upon? That's your three choices with any of these things that you discover. And from that, you begin to create a strategy of what next to do, which is answering the next step, which is who would want my product and how do I reach them? What do I put in front of them? What platforms do they use? How do they discover? Perhaps Pinterest for a restaurant because you're so innately excellent at your pizza making and you have such a unique product because of it and that's the feature core of what you are. You want to be into the pizza, the pizza um, ecosystem. You want to be recognized for what you are, for what you do in the ecosystem of people most interested in it. The pizza addicts, the pizza fanatics. Well, are there influencers in that? Is there dialogues? Is there Twitter accounts? Is there groupings of Twitters that you could do? Is there hashtags that are being used? Is there content that's already out there? If so, what is it that's being said? How did they succeed? What kind of engagements do they have? How many numbers do they have? Are those the same people that would be interested in me? You see the progression of how that dialogue begins to move forward. So that is our technique this week in discussion. And that is defining, and I added that to it just now, of taking the first step. And that brings us to our news and show review. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So our show was about how to create a digital comp set analysis. It's funny. Um, we often confuse comp sets with the brick and mortar buildings across the street from us, um, the restaurant across the street that we're competing with in our market, the hotel across the street that we're competing with in our market. We've translated it over time based on the progression of technologies as to what comp set truly really means. Uh, in the show, I talked a lot, and keeping our show is keeping with our changing concept of theme of it of one topic one hour we started that at the beginning of the september uh, i've been leading the charge as being the host only at this point as we uh, coordinate with our other co-hosts and so forth as to what topics they would like to present in their forum and who they would like to have participate with them i'm giving them plenty of latitude of time to develop that what they want to do when they want to do it kind of thing in the meanwhile i have no problems in having enough to talk about where i think i can pick a topic like today which was how to create a digital comp set analysis and dive into some of the functionalities of it one of the things we did was we went back in history as to where this derivative of CompSet came from. Smith Travel Research developed an, an ability for a platform to share anonymously data from hotels in the sense of their occupancies, ADR, REF, PAR, calculations therefrom, and created market uh, references of total inventory and your inventory in comparison to it, so your fair market share, so forth. And then you got to choose which hotels you feel you were in competition with in your market, aka CompSet. From that, people begin to distort how they used that method of tool. It was meant to be a marketing tool of performance to understand how best you need to change your pricing strategies for ADR or your occupancy strategies for demand to your market of how much fair share you're going to be getting. Uh, for those uh, not familiar totally with its usage of it, tab four was the number one tab that you always looked at before we went into a meeting to discuss property performance because you wanted to see your ADR comparison to your comp set, your occupancy compared to comp set, your rev par, 
to your comp set and whether you're getting fair market share, uh, which was basically, if you looked at it from a perspective of 100% meant that for your amount of inventory you had related to your market, you were getting your full fair share. And the number above that meant you were able to capture somebody else's fair share. Anything below it meant that you, that you were losing your fair share to someone else. Well, from that, it got used and distorted in different ways where sometimes comp sets were developed to better make yourself look prettier to financial institutions because you were performing better than who you were choosing to compare against, which was unfair comparisons of hotels that didn't and shouldn't have been shared in contrast to you because they either had diminished product value, quality of product, rate differences, location differences, but because you were being put in comparison with them and using a legitimate platform like the Star Report, it validated that your performance was positive. By the same token, it's been used in inverse where you were comparing yourself to what you shouldn't be compared to because you didn't have the quality of product, you didn't have the rate parity product, you were in the different market segmentation, and as such, you were performing below, which validated your need for ownership to invest in your business to improve your products so you could comp compete with them. So it got used as a, a tool slash weapon slash modality, but it did lose out of that entire process the value of how you are in market. So our live show talked a lot about how the true way of creating a comp set, more specifically a digital comp set, is derived based on your value presence for those means of selling your product to those looking for your product to purchase. And we talked about what's called symbiotic markets, where it's not necessarily the brick and mortar across your street, as it is, it might be a competitive destination that you are being compared to by the consumer based on other metrics that are not related. And the example I gave was where I was running Key West Properties. We were forever competing with places like Aspen and Vail, who, because demographically, people were deciding whether they wanted a mountain vacation versus a beach vacation or a tropical vacation. And because of that, we were putting comparison early on in the discovery phase. And because of that, it was necessary for us to market ourselves ahead of certain timelines that would be more beneficial to the mark, mountain market, where people might be thinking about how cool it would be to go skiing by saying how nice it is to be in a nice warm environment and not be freezing to death and having to drink hot cocoa by an open fire. So it influenced our marketing strategy by knowing what these symbiotic competitive markets were. By the same token, by creating and understanding um, how we competed with those in our market as well. Like what did they show up for search engine wise compared to us, their content compared to ours. We would garner again, the three strata of are we better, same or worse than them? And is it valid, invalid or not relevant to us in adopting it or creating a better circumstance? Meaning if we have a lot of conference space but we're not featuring it and a competitor of ours who has less conference space is featuring it and they're getting more business for that segment than we are, that's a deficiency in our SWOT analysis, okay? That's a weakness out of the SWOT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. That's a weakness. We need to change our content to improve our market share exposure to group sales business because of our conference spaces. That's how we do comp set analysis. That's how we do digital comp set. It has nothing to do at that point with RevPAR, ADR, occupancies, and market share as it does more about presence, value proposition, percentage of voice, which is a real term, how much of us talking about ourselves is represented to the whole market's context of that content of, you know, say, for instance, all hotels in our market compared to just our hotel in the market. What is our percentage voice of that is a real valuable term in relationship to concept analysis. So 
that was the live show today. It was a lot of fun as always. We kept it to the topic and within the hour, which gives us a chance to really kind of drive into some other points we don't have the time here to talk about so much about. But also we did hit on the end. I had a kind of a, a personal perspective editorial. We just kind of got past a certain wave of industry events that happened, anything from the Lodging Association to uh, HFTP's High Tech, which is a conference I have been a willing participant of and contributor to and presenter of and so forth for 20 plus years um, did not make it this year. Uh, they is as has been in recent years a combination with HSBI's Rock Revenue Optimization Conference, which they also piggybacked in the Marketing Strategy Conference. They were able to, to add into the program as well. Uh, for I understand, they got to their attendance goals that they were looking for, which is about roughly half, and I'm not the official number on this, to what they normally would have. But everyone that I have talked to that was able to go said it was great to network and see people. But my context of that conversation was. Uh, in the live show was talking about the the fact that we are very much focused on referring to rebirthing, regrowth and rejuvenation and and we're on track again and we're going we're rebounding and all this other stuff. But to not get caught up into our own echo bubble that we have fundamental things we have to change within our industry that have become painfully clear from the pandemic's exposure of them. Bandwidth of resources and how we handle labor is one of them. The lack of labor that we went into the pandemic only exacerbated by the pandemic itself. And how does that relate to us operating our business and our margins at this point and the need to redefine our technology stacks? And I know these are financial decisions at a time that finances were a terrible thing and some companies were just not in a position to take on the burden of recreation. But those that did take that on have are now reaping the benefits of the efficiencies that they've created. But let's not get caught up in the the concept that we're on a positive path, blindly thinking that everything's going to go back to normal. There's a reality to the impact that's happened, and there's a reality to how we have to react to it that is tangible, that is functionally not being as openly discussed as the rainbows and sunshine and sprinkling stuff that seems to be present in these current conferences. I'll give it that these are the earliest conferences since the pandemic's restrictions. So there is the need for optimism. I'm pragmatic about that. But I also don't want us to lose sight of the fact that there are things we need to do that are very tangible about improving our industry to make it a better industry. So with that, remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. The list goes on 39 platforms and counting. Uh, We're even on Amazon's Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri. Simply ask them to play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast. No matter which one you may use, please, if you like the show, uh, leave a comment and rate us. That helps, of course, others discover our content. Plus, also gives us the feedback I, me, the feedback I need to know whether I'm talking about topics and things that you find of interest. And also, too, I make sure I respond to each and every email. And if you want to be a co-host, both on the live show and on our podcast, I welcome that at any time. Always loving contrary point of views and insightful ways of looking at the same topics. So with that, um, of course, if this is your first time hearing this, uh, please subscribe us on the channel that you found us or on any of the 38 that we're on as well, if you have a different preference. Uh, For an archive of this show and all previous podcasts, we have two locations. The old location is, of course, hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcasts. And the new location is hospitalitychannel.tv. Uh, that also means don't forget about our live video show, which is uh, which airs every Friday, 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time on a multiplicity of channels, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, multiples on all of those. In addition to being on Twitch, which puts you on our Xbox and uh, Playstations for those who watch TV on those things as well. Plus, 
legitimately a TV channel. We are a TV channel, hospitality channel, TV. And that is found on Roku, uh, Apple Plus, Google Play, and Amazon Prime. Just simply look for hospitality channel, download it. The live show is always on the free side of that. It is like Netflix. There is a subscription side to it that will have growing content about our industry. It's not a consumer site about, you know, diners, drive-ins, and dives or cake wars or anything. It's about really our industry. It reflects things from food and beverage. It reflects things of software and services. It reflects things about hospitality in general it's going to be a growing content list of things that if you're interested in this industry and want to keep up with it it literally turns into hopefully your authoritative source for that type of content uh, for that you can go to talktravel.tv it's an Apple uh, Apple uh, app as well as an Android app. You can get it on your phone, iPad, or tablet, or whatever. Uh, but it's also more primarily on TV. And for all of the archives for that show as well, uh, the old version is at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live. The new home is hospitalitychannel.tv. That is a 24-7 online TV channel. It's everything. We've been doing podcasts for 17 plus years. We've been doing the live show for now in our eighth year. Uh, we're in 39 countries and over 25,000 in weekly uh, listeners or viewers. So uh, we translate in 11 languages. So we hope you get to join us on all those aspects, no matter where you are. We also re-simulcast the live show on Wednesdays at 11.30 Sydney and 11.30 London times for those that want to catch it at different time zones. Uh, for that, my name is Lauren Gray. Uh, again, I thank you very much for the privilege of your time and look forward to talking to you next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 323 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing and in support of the HSMAI, Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, All Right Reserved Copyright 2021. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.